All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Just like that, I found the new goal song for the Maple Leafs. It's not you, Can You Make My Dreams Come True, by the way. But we'll get to this conversation you see here on YouTube, presented by PointsBet Canada and Montana's. It's the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill with you to wrap up another week as we get closer and closer, Jay, to the March 3rd NHL trade deadline. What's up, bud? Not too much, man. Yeah, it's creeping up on us. I... Uh... Can't wait to see what goes down. There's a lot of thought that goes into it, and we will see somebody make a trade already. No, it's it's someone make a trade. Oh, well, there you go. It's on your screen right there. New product, Golden Muzzy's first ever T-shirt. Actually, my second. I already have a Golden Muzzy T-shirt, but Team LTD put it together, so make, make sure to check out uh, the link in my bio on Instagram, Twitter. You can purchase one of these beauties, and we'll have more giveaways. We had two winners last week. Uh, giving away some great prizes here on the show. But yeah, looking forward to it. Not much has transpired the last couple of days. There's been a lot of smoke. But from the least perspective, I'm curious because normally they jump the deadline, right? You see them make a transaction like six weeks before, and yet we're we're still here waiting. And I think it just speaks to the to the market, right? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, with back-to-backs coming up here, I mean, a telltale sign is holding the guy out of the lineup, something like that when they're just finalizing yeah. deals. But uh 
Time will tell, man. I think any day something could happen and a trigger could get pulled. It'd be interesting to be GMs right now. I bet you there everyone's just working the phones. Yeah, just texting away. I wonder who's a big texter, who's a big caller, who's a big ghoster. There's got to be one of those in every room because we all have our friends, right? I'm sure you have friends the same way. There's always yeah. a couple who just don't respond to text for like six days. There's a couple right away that'll call you and there's a couple that'll text you right away. Like, am I wrong on that front? Yeah, for sure. Different guys are have availability in different ways. I imagine some old GMs got their buddies that go way back and easy to talk to. And then other guys they might not care for so much for whatever reason. And dealing with them could always be different than dealing with uh, other GMs that they might have history with. You know, it'd be interesting to see. I'd always wanted to be in the in the war room during the draft or during the deadline mm -hmm. or free agent frenzy. It'd be it'd be an interesting thing. That's the one thing I do love about you, Rosie. You respond quickly. I won't lie. One of my biggest pet peeves in life in 2023 is people who fucking respond like six weeks later or six days later. And I have people in my life who will respond to me like six days later where I completely forgot what I brought up, what I was talking about. It just makes no sense. And the thing that drives me crazy in this era too, we know everybody has their hands on their phone at all times. So you're screening me. You're ghosting me essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I got a couple of buddies that just are just like to be off the grid that don't really have their phone on them all the time and like to keep it at home or whatever. And I respect that. That's cool. But other than that, I know that a guy's got his phone in his pocket 24 seven or in his hand. And I know you've seen my thing and it's just a simple, like I'm asking you a question. It's a simple response, like yes or no, or what time, or what are you thinking? And a whole day yeah. goes by and they hit me up. Oh yeah. At eight o'clock at night. I'm like, dude, like, are you kidding me? This is 2023, dude, get with it. Yeah, if you want to piss me off, do that uh, in future, by the way. It just drives me nuts with anything in life. Just fucking respond to the text and move on with your day and your life. But I digress. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs like Rosie and Junior. We're lighting it up right now on our very own YouTube page at the Leafs Nation 401 at the Leafs Nation 401. You see our interview there with Matthew Nyes that we did the other day, our interview with Dreggers there. Uh, all our content is over there, interviews, clips, uh, stories. I mean, anything you could look for and ask for with Leafs Morning Take, you can find it at the Leafs Nation 401. And I think, again, eventually we will be migrating over doing our live show on that page. So make sure to get ahead of it. Jump early, subscribe, like. Don't forget, too, uh, we're, get, we're giving away some great prizes courtesy Montana's uh, and other things coming up. So make sure to keep it locked to our brand spanking new YouTube page. Without further ado, let's get over the boards. Okay, so I'm going to throw this out to the chat today because the chat's been hot and heavy the last couple of weeks here on the show on YouTube and at the Leafs Nation 401 again where you can follow along as well. The goal song and where we all sit with the goal song. Like, we can't be in the minority and say, hey, it is time for a fucking new goal song. Like, just to put it out there first and foremost. Number two, if you had a personalized goal song that you wanted to put in place for this team or for yourself or you were just laying up at night thinking, well, if I was in the show, what song would I like to score and then hear? Please tell us in the chat here on YouTube. Uh, please uh, indulge us, Rosie, because I mentioned this on the show yesterday and you weren't here, obviously. I was like, enough is enough. It was a game like that, uh, you know, a glorified scrimmage, if you will, against Chicago because the Hawks didn't even show up for that game. They have no interest in winning hockey games, by the way, right now. But it was a glorified scrimmage, and all I kept hearing was that damn goal song. And don't get me wrong, I love Hall and Oates, man, but enough's enough. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm hearing it right now. I'm going to go nuts. 
It's a catchy song. It makes me want to snap my fingers, and I'm not a big finger snapper. But it's not an appropriate song for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the historic team in Toronto, one of the biggest teams in Canada, to be just continually for years now playing that bloody song. Like, what is it about that song that makes you just hold so dear to it? It's not like they've had success success with it. It's not like it goes back in time. It's just some cheesy-ass 80s song that they will not leave. There is so many other ones. I mean, come on, enough's enough. After they blow the playoffs, how many different times you'd think, well, we're going to get rid of that piece of shit after a while, and they just haven't. I was surprised when they came out with it this year. I thought they'd mix it up, but... My God, now they're going to go deep in the playoffs this year and they'll have to hold on to that thing, maybe. Dude, the best part about it is the players, I think, going into this season, Mitch Marner included, were pulled about the goal song and Matthews. And they're like, yeah, I wouldn't mind a new one. And what happens? Game one of the season, it's the same fucking song. I don't know. It's just never going to change. And maybe this is so typical of Leafs Nation. We're complaining about a goal song and I get it. But look at that mustache, man. The only thing that rivals that duster is on my t-shirt right now. Look at that. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, like I remember playing for the Leafs, man, for most of my time when we came out onto the ice to start the game. uh, We had a tragically hit playing 50 mission cap. And I mean, man, I had goosebumps every time you got the Maple Leaf on your chest. You're jumping out to the ACC Scotiabank now in Toronto. Gord Downey's singing a a famous song about Bill Barilko and a hockey card of his that he grew up with. And it's just like, my God, this is fitting and now I'm watching, and you got some cheesy ass little freaking '80s <laughs> head bobber, teeny bopper, beatboxing thing going on every time they score. And then you you shoot the lights out like they did the other time, and you hear that thing five, six song, six times, and it's like, does doesn't this team deserve better, man? Doesn't the organization and the city deserve better than that cheesy thing? Okay, do it for a year, fine. The kids can snap their fingers, but move on. It's Mickey Mouse to me. Like, I, off the top of my head, can can you name one exactly. player on this team that was actually born or alive when this song was released in 1981? I think Mark Giordano is the only one Gio. off the top of my head. Like, it, it, there, there's just no parallels or relation you can draw to the roster. Like, they're a younger team, and to have a song that's what 42 years old is 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 crazy to me. I don't know, and and maybe I make too much of it. You know me, I like to brew up controversy for no reason. But this has been a thing sticking in my head for like three years, even dating back to when I covered this team. I was the radio host. I was in the building hearing the song over and over and over again. I'm like, can we not do any better? Can we not ask the players who are actually playing the games? Like, I think it's too simple and easy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, like I think that must be because the, the, the building's kind of famous for being pretty corporate and, you know, those yeah. uh, platinum seats down at the bottom, people in their little box getting food and having a bullshit. So, <laughs> you know, on TV, it looks like it's not even full, you know, at the beginning of each period because people are still migrating back to those platinum seats and they're not the type of people to jump up and scream and bash the glass and stuff. So maybe they're trying to get people yeah. on their feet with like the catchiest tune they can think of. But it's like, like you said, it's been going on for years now. It's very weird. Something small to bitch about. But at the same time, it's like, move on from that tune, man. It's cheesy as hell. Mickey Mouse is a good, good, good word for it. It's not getting people on their feet. It's getting the dart smokers to the dart pit. Do they even have dart pits anymore? But like, it's just getting me out of my seat to go grab a beer, man. Like, I just, it, it drives me nuts. We went to a game earlier this year. And then additionally, I went to that game against Anaheim. I think it was in November. They scored seven times, dude. I heard that song twice, and I'm like, get me out of here. So just imagine yeah. this, and I always think about this. Game seven, you know, first round, Stanley Cup final, whatever round you want to want to do it. The Leafs score a pivotal goal, and this song comes on. Like, that's not a – you know yeah. in your head growing up, how you envision the Leafs winning a cup or winning a big game? That that just doesn't yeah. do it for me. And, again, I have all the, the love and respect in the world for Hall & Oates. It's just not the right song for this team, Rosie. Yeah, it's a serious thing, like that huge thing where, you know, this triumphant song is playing over and it's like, fuck yeah. And then this little teeny <laughs> bopper beat comes on. It's just, it's not, it doesn't fit, man. It does, it never did fit. It doesn't fit. Get rid of it. They should go old school, man. I don't know what the song was. What was the song when you were a Leaf? Do you remember? I think we switched it around. Uh, I don't know. I remember that. I remember 50 Mission Cap, like, Nothing else, was man. And that's just what sticks out in my mind. Oh, What's that? Oh, oh. Was it Current Craft? Yeah. Remember that Current Craft yeah. song? That was dope. That, that was dope. Yeah, it yeah, is. That good, was man. a thing for a, a while. That, yeah. It's a serious song. It's a good song. It's a fitting song. Like, like you say, you play it in the playoffs and a big, huge goal or an overtime win. You need something like that. Yeah, that reminds me of the Pac Quinn era. Nonetheless, if you have a thought on a personalized goal song, your views on the current goal song, please elaborate. Please tell us how you feel in the chat below here on YouTube. Tim writes in the goal song sucks. Even uh, the Nation Network chimed in. I don't even know who's at the helm of the Nation Network YouTube uh, channel right now, but maybe the worst goal song in the league. So shots fired there, right there. Uh, QF Pro twenty one writes in not a leaf spam, but that's a goal. That, but that that's the goal song. Yikes! I can't read today, but pretty much chirping it. And then Josh writes in yes, please. When I prompted the question, is it time to for the Leafs to adopt a new goal song? So we're not the only ones. I'm happy we can leave this chat today knowing we're not the only ones that suggest it is long overdue for a change but they're not going to do it in in season so we're going to have to deal with this for the rest of the regular season the stanley cup playoffs and hopefully in october year two of leafs morning take we have a brand new song to break down rosie yeah in september everyone tweet the the leafs twitter account and just say if i hear that <laughs> thing again i'm not coming yeah yeah th that'll be the day when people boycott 
Scotiabank Arena, all those corporates who actually don't watch the game, but they're eating sushi down below. When they boycott, <laughs> we have an issue. We got a problem in this world. Uh, nonetheless, Rosie, another back-to-back this weekend. Um, care to make another guarantee this time around? Are you going to stay put for now? <laughs> I haven't been doing good with guaranteed four-pointers. Um Pretty confident against the Blackhawks, but again, the way they just smashed them, maybe they will do their famous not show up again. Who knows? But my my eyes really on that Saturday game uh, against yeah. the Montreal Canadiens. We owe them big time, and uh, I'd like to prove a point against them on Saturday night. I think it's the big game of the weekend, no question about it, and I'd like to really see them make a statement there and then follow up by proving that, hey, mm-hmm. We don't just blow our load and then be finished with the weekend and can't show up against, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks. Follow it up with another performance to just the way they just played them a few nights ago. So my boy Raphael Harvey Pinard had his way with Austin Matthews a couple weeks ago. There, there's only a couple games this season where I completely lost my head. There was the two against Arizona. It's like, here we go. Two against Montreal. How do you lose to this team? Like Montreal is pretty abundantly clear. Like they want Connor Bedard. They want a good pick. They're hoping that Florida chokes down the stretch to get another top first-round pick. And Raphael Harvey-Pinard, yes, your boy with the hyphenation, gets called up from the AHL and run it, ran roughshod on, on the Matthews line a couple weeks ago. I want a response tomorrow. I want to run them out of the building. It's the first of two in the second half here against Montreal at Scotiabank Arena. Flexor muscles, man. Like, I still have a shitty-ass taste. And now where it's a couple years removed, I still don't know how they blew that 3-1 lead to the Montreal Canadiens. They had them dead to rights. That series is over. And then we all know the run Montreal went on after that. So, again, nothing is going to solidify or change that pain for yours truly or Leafs fans in general losing to the rival Montreal Canadiens. But just beat them in the regular season. They're an inferior opponent. Take care of business tomorrow, Rosie. Yeah, exactly, man. And I think I touched on that on my three hits yesterday. I mean, that's this just just doesn't happen because you're a good team and they're not. It's it's too close of a league. It doesn't happen. You have to show up. You have to prepare. You have to do the right things, and then your your superiority will take over in the game, like it did to the Blackhawks there, with the way the Leafs played there the other night. And you got to do that again, and you got to show up, and you got to put in the time and the effort. You don't get nights off, man, or it will bite you. And you would think that this team has learned that, like you say, dropping multiple games to the Canadians, games to the the Coyotes. And, you know, you see Tampa lose to the Coyotes too. It's not synonymous with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. But, you know, when you follow them long enough, you notice that they have a pattern of doing so. You know, on the flip side of the coin, at least they can beat Boston and Tampa and beat these teams as well. The the, the top-tier teams, when they get ready and prepared, that tells me that it's a mental it's a mental deal. And collectively, as a team, they got to show up and, and get it done. This weekend's a, a good test for that against two teams they should be able to beat every time. Man, I was laughing at Sheldon Keefe's comments on Wednesday after they just beat the hell out of Chicago. Effectively saying, like, yeah, we'll take the two points, but there's not much you really can grab from that game. Like, dude, was there even a hit in that hockey game? I'm sorry. Like, I I know Chicago showed some bite against Montreal on Tuesday, but, like, it felt like I was playing beer league hockey on a Sunday, man. It was insane. And I look up, it's the National League. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird ones. Every league's got a couple of, you know, matchups or teams that just don't seem to have much jam or pushback. There's probably some turmoil in the locker room, different disputes going on from different guys, and uh, it was showing their light the other night. Anyways, there you go. Get it out of your system, my dude. I know it's been a busy morning for you, which leads us to the premier 
debut edition of Ask Rosie Anything. We got a new segment. <laughs> Rosie tweets wants to make a return, but you never fucking tweet, I noticed. Like, you had one tweet that I was going to call out because your grammar is just atrocious, man. Like, you... Oh, there's <laughs> an apostrophe not... on an S and you're texting me like I just fucking went off the rails with Twitter for crying out loud. That's that's iPhone for you. <laughs> no, no. That was a thing that, that drove me nuts is you tried to blame your iPhone for adding an apostrophe in Leafs. Come on, man. Like, that's just a shit excuse. I think I was driving while I tweeted that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to admit that. That's illegal, Rosie. That's illegal. So Ask Rosie Anything pretty much prompted people on social media here in the YouTube chat, if you have a question for Jay Rosso, I always like to bring up when I work with former players, like you had the luxury of being a national leaguer, playing in the league. Everybody's got a question for a guy who played in the NHL. So I put together a couple, uh, answer as you would like. Favorite NHL city to party in, Rosso? To party in, I mean, when you're playing the Rangers and you're in Manhattan, there's never, uh, especially when you got a guy that played there or is from there mm -hmm. and knows where to go. I've been to some cool bars, man, where it's like, you know, you walk out and it's bright out and you can't believe it. But um, this one bar, it was like down a, down some stairs off like a random road, no sign, no nothing. And you go in and they only serve red wine and PBR. And in there Jeez. was the most eclectic mix of people I've ever seen. There was like Orthodox Jew guys in the corner with their you know hats and curls going on there was some hipsters in the corner playing ping pong there was some businessmen with their suits on we came in we're cruising and everyone was just getting along drinking red wine or pbr That's and right. we were in there all night long doing all kinds of stuff it was uh it was a blast so new york city is obviously pretty wicked chicago's a wicked city i always like to go to texas i like dallas quite a bit um i mean when you sit when you're playing anaheim usually you know, you set up shop at like, um, you know, Santa Monica, and then you can go down to LA, you can go up to Anaheim and you set up shop there for three or four days. And obviously you can get into some fun there. So to be honest with you, there's no shortage of places to go when you're in a show city, to be honest with you. So take your pick. I, okay, fair enough. I remember when they called uh, California Death Valley. Remember when all three teams were unbelievable and you guys would just go down there and get destroyed? That, that happened a couple <laughs> years in like 2012, 2013. I'm like, these guys are not there to play hockey. They're there for the beach. They're there for Hollywood. And they're, they're there to get steamrolled by LA, San Jose, and uh, the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, sometimes that conference would get the best of you. It reminds me of uh, Vegas. You know, Vegas wasn't in the league when I was there. So I remember, you know, when Vegas's first year there, the other year, last year, they were uh, their home record spoke for itself. And you know why that is. Some of those guys are a little excited to be in a new, new flashy city. And it's probably hard to get yeah. yourself in bed before midnight playing there. Yeah, we know you were there a couple weeks ago and you, you ran into a pretty good hockey player. The story we're going to tell on the on these airways one day, right? <laughs> <laughs> me and Ovi had a me and Ovi had a run in <laughs> in the hotel. <laughs> One day we will share that that story. Let, let's let it let's let it fester percolate. for a couple of years. I think, <laughs> yeah, let's let it percolate for a couple of years, and then we're gonna give you the uh, give you the floor, and you are gonna tell your Alex Ovechkin story because Rosie comes back from that trip. First and foremost, he was just dejected. Like anybody who goes to Vegas, there's like that four or five days after that trip where you're like, fuck the world, fuck everybody. I don't want to do this show with Nick Alberga first and foremost. But like you were you were sort of in that pattern and you're like, oh yeah, this happened. And I'm like, no, no way that happened. 
Yeah, I, that was like, wasn't even the highlight of the trip. It was just what I squeaked <laughs> out and I was hardly talking, just wanted to put everything behind me. It was a, a calamity <laughs> of errors at that whole goddamn trip. So yeah, I'm putting it behind me, but I'll bust that story out one time soon. Yeah, uh, pretty much uh, happens to everybody. The best of us who go to Vegas. Uh, favorite NHL teammate? Oh, man. That's rough. Who'd you it's hate? Gotta, <laughs> gotta be Luke Shen. I mean, I sat oh, with him on the guy, plane eh? both all through Toronto, all through uh, all through Toronto, all through Philadelphia, and he was solid. I mean, there's guys that like like Matthew Lombardi is just like the salt of the earth guy. Yeah. Um, Clark MacArthur, just one of the most solid guys. I think we'll get him on the show soon. Yeah. Um, there's just way too many men. The guys throughout the minors that you just have um you know those bonds with and i was just talking to a buddy i played with in like 0506 this morning and we're catching up he's out in Kelowna, so endless endless to pick one man but tons of characters tons of personalities there's no shortage it's uh, i was lucky to play as long as i did and met a lot of good people yeah i was telling you how small the hockey world was that i was in florida a couple weeks ago for the all-star game and we had been talking about clark MacArthur. let's get him on let's get him on and who do i bump into at elbow room which is a fine establishment on the beach that every media member goes to a lot of alumni just a small little dive bar it's very similar to like underground back in the day and clark fucking MacArthur yeah. was there i'm like buds what's up like it's just clark. a small world so he he did save anything for jay rosehill so he will come on the show I would anticipate in the next few months. Um, how did you become a firefighter? That's the big time question because Leafs fans always remember, I think it was Chad Kilger who became a firefighter back in the day. I think he still could be one, but a former Toronto Maple Leaf who became a firefighter. How did you become a firefighter? That's cool. Uh, one of my first years in Toronto, actually, we went up to um, Northern Ontario and Trenton, Ontario. And we were doing like a team building thing after training camp, after the preseason, and uh, we were waiting for the season to start. So we went up there. One of the things we did was went to like the fire hall at the airport. So we were making up some lunch and stuff. And in the meantime, we went and we, you know, we cut some cars up with the cutters and spreaders. We went into like an airplane fuselage, full bunker gear, and they're shooting fire all over us and over our head. And we got to go drag some dummies out. And then we were driving their big trucks with the water cannons and everything. And I was like, man, this is pretty, this is pretty fun. Then we go into the hall and start eating, uh, eating lunch with the crew and the crew is just jabbing and jarring everybody and they're chirping back and forth and there's nothing but laughs and stuff. And I was like, fuck, this is your guys' job. Like, this is unreal. So that planted the seed. And, uh, and then when it was getting close to the end of my career, uh, you know, Calgary opened up their hiring process and I, uh, mm. I put my hat in the ring and luckily right when I retired, I, I got a job. So you know, I was just fighting a fire this morning. I smell like smoke right now. I didn't have time to shower. And, uh, you know, it's just a blast uh, laughing with the crew. And if not, you're doing something intense, helping people. It's just all around good job. And I'm lucky to have it. I feel like I, I've never worked a day in my life. My friends chirped me because I was a, a pro hockey player and then a firefighter after. So I, I, I really don't know what the grind is. I like that, and that's a teammate right there, fresh out of a fire, right on to this show that we like to call Leafs Morning Take. So I do appreciate that, and that's why you were very well-received and well-liked by your former teammates as well. Last question here, Ask Rosie Anything, I think, has been a smashing success thus far. What was it like to play pro hockey in England? I had to search on HockeyDB for this one. <laughs> oh, it was awesome, man. We... Uh... 
I'll, I'll be honest. I went over there. I knew my time in the show was done and everything. I went over there and the, the golf courses were, uh, were pretty alluring to me. I, I checked off most of the <laughs> courses on the open rotation there. Just, I like, I'm um, a golf nerd, a golf historian and to see all that shit was unbelievable. But, uh, the fans are really passionate. And, you know, I think while I was over there, the, the great Britain team actually qualified for, the world championships, which they've been building towards for a long time. So their product is getting better and better. Um, the refing was absolutely atrocious, like laughably atrocious. So that was a, a big frustration <laughs> for me. But aside from that, it was wicked, passionate fans, cool country, cool cities. I lived in, you know, we go into Manchester United games and played in Scotland yeah. as well. And playing St. Andrews, doing all that was just, it was wicked, a wicked experience. My kid started school there. He was in the British uniform and he was talking wow. like, can we go to the park and get that in the bin and then we go on the roof? And we were dying laughing. He was like four, five and we were laughing yeah. and he didn't know what everyone was laughing at. But two weeks after getting back home, he lost his, uh, lost his accent. So it was short lived, mm. but totally wicked experience for me and my family. Yeah, it's so true because I've been to England and uh, it's like anything like I've been on these tours in Europe and when you hang out with Australians or like English people or whoever has an accent, you pick it up like really, really quickly. Even if you're in the States for a couple of weeks too, I find you get that American twang in your accent. And it's funny you bring that up and I bring that up because I'm actually in the process of booking a trip to Europe. And the first stop, the first destination will be London. I've been a couple of times. It wasn't crazy about it. It's more pubs. Like I'm more of like, if I'm going to go to Europe, like I want to hit a club, I want to have a good time. Not to say you can't have a good time at a pub, but I'm going to hit you up for some locations and spots to hit. Uh, what is it? Piccadilly Circus there? Big Ben? Yeah, there's lots going on. London, I, I went into once. It was too busy, too crazy for me. Yeah. We did the whole tourist shit like that. But in the towns I was living in, man, when you fly into those, you know, cities in, in England and Scotland and Wales, you, you see nothing but steeples. And then when you get there, you realize a lot of those churches have been converted to pubs and there's some pretty wicked pubs with a lot of character in them with, uh, you know, having 200 year old churches and whatnot being transformed into pubs. My dad came in, he's like, this feels kind of blasphemous drinking in a pub. I'm like, <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> wow. Your old man pulled out a big time word for that occasion. eh? Yeah. He's very cultured. He didn't teach you how to use apostrophes, apparently, though. That's the unfortunate part. Holy you mentioned you like uh, you please. like golf. I am a grammar stickler, big time one, because I was I used to be terrible at grammar, and then I was like, oh shit, this is important in life. Uh, you mentioned golf. I'm not sure if you saw this yesterday. What did you think of Tiger Woods handing Justin Thomas that Tampax after he outdrove him on that one hole? Like, is he going to get canceled for this, Rosie? Is that where we're headed? I think it's pretty obvious you can't cancel Tiger Woods. I mean, he banged every woman True. on the fucking planet, crashed his car high as a kite, got arrested four times. I, I think he's beyond that. But, I mean, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is Photoshop, man. Like, no way. You think it but, is? But, no, it, it was real. And, I mean, Tiger just loves jarring and jabbing and uh, – you know, shooting the shit and playing jokes, but that is clearly, and you look at him, he's not even looking at him and Justin's like, what the fuck's he giving me? Like some tease or something? And it's a tampon, which I don't think in the woke culture right now, he's basically saying, hey, you're a chick. I just pounded it by you. But I mean, 
I'm sorry, <laughs> girls don't drive the golf ball as far as men do. And that's a joke that some girls won't like. But I mean, the only thing that's getting hurt is feelings. And I just don't think whatever you're going to say, say what you want to Tiger, say that's awful, you're terrible, you're a misogynist, do all the all the buzzwords of the woke culture today is fine. I don't think it's going to bother him. But uh, a joke he probably didn't think was going to be across the entire media this morning, if you ask me. <laughs> That's the first thing, sadly, I thought about. Is Tiger going to get canceled? But to your point, um, he's done a lot of stuff in his career. Lots has happened to Tiger Woods. So this is like, I don't even think this makes the top 10, unfortunately, for him. Yeah, it probably doesn't. And there'll probably be some pushback. But to be honest, I don't think it's going to yeah. land anywhere. And, uh, you know, not, I mean, if you're trying to be proper and, yeah. and all the rest of it, that's probably not the best joke in the world. But I uh, I think yeah. amongst two buddies and he's trying to trying to show the old boys that he's still got it and knock him down a peg or two and he did it yesterday man he's out driving him and Rory McIlroy it was unbelievable. Yeah, be better, Tiger. Be better. I will say uh, I did cash on a, a Tiger prop to get at least four birdies yesterday, which uh, he had like Ooh. three straight birdies to wrap up his round. I got a bonus and I got a bit of a boost um, on on that bet, so I was happy about that. And speaking of bets, Rosie's going for three. Th Three for three today. Uh, the wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. All right, Rosie, take it away, buddy. Here we go. All right, yeah, another shit board, but uh, looking through what's <laughs> going on there and the numbers and the, and the lines, I mean, I'm looking at the New York Rangers to beat the Edmonton Oilers. I know it's in Edmonton, but the New York Rangers are on a six-game heater right now. I think they got an extra push there with that Tarasenko trade rounded out their lineup quite a bit and the Oilers are you know on a two-game losing streak and they're capable of anything this could blow up in my face if some two of the best players in the world decide to turn it on but you're getting plus 110 money for the New York Rangers that are way above the Oilers in the standings they're on a six-game heater I don't understand why why you wouldn't take that bet I thought that the uh I thought that the Rangers were going to be uh pretty evenly matched or a little bit under or over uh favored in the game and they're total yeah. underdogs so jump on them i think that's one that the rangers can win in edmonton for sure i've never met somebody who just has like pre-built excuses every time he's got to do a betting segment <laughs> and then here i am i did like 28 in a row never complained one it's always a shit card but i do agree with you because i'm guesting on a betting show on vsin out of vegas earlier or later today and i was looking at the board and i'm like i'm not crazy about anything like i'm looking at a potential draw uh to, to ot between like the islanders and pittsburgh um like there, there's not much i like out there and i think the best advice we can give to better is like if you're if you're not feeling something don't be forced or pressed into making a decision just like sit back and don't do anything but uh i will stand with you because yeah. you have been hot and so have the rangers three and oh with tarasenko and ricola and now they've won six in a row and that could be a potential stanley cup preview we don't hope uh hope for that here in toronto obviously but like I think the Rangers are playing some excellent hockey and, and Edmonton's been much better the last couple of months. Yeah, they have been. I mean, if they figure out kind of their defense and their goaltending, then they're a pretty good team. I think, uh, you know, they've had the anomaly of, of scratching their head year after year after year and starting to put things together here recently. So good for them. I'm not an Oilers hater. I'm uh, I would cheer for the Flames when they play, but, uh, you know, always hoping for the Oilers to do something. Any team in Alberta I'm a fan of. But I just don't see the value in this one. I, I don't think they should be the favorites in this. And the Rangers are just flying too high. So there's some free money for you guys if you want to jump on board. 
Fair enough. And uh, I believe producer Alex writes in and says, I ghost you guys all the time, which is very true, which prompted that that <laughs> conversation about texting. But I, I know Alex doesn't respond to anything for work-related reasons after like six or seven. Understandable. You got to shut it down sometimes. That's just life. Uh, speaking of which, the chat's red hot, man. We got some Oilers fans in here trolling. Uh, Owen mm -hmm. Poser, great name there. He doesn't like Owen Power, I guess. Uh, hardly anyone in the chat are watching. The Oilers chat has hundreds of fans and tons of comments. Leafs fans, you are embarrassing. So QF Pro responds, <laughs> that's aggressive. Nation Network started as Oilers Nation. It makes sense there's less here. You're damn right on that front. We are bringing the heat at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can follow along. We're, we're, we're getting there, Rosie. We're heating up just like the Leafs. And I would say... Um, that the Leafs are going to beat the Oilers in terms of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're making it further this year. Yeah, I mean, that would be nice. That is the plan, that's for sure. I got bets with my buddies there, Flames fans, that the Leafs are going to do better than the Oilers, and he's like, they're not going to get past the first round, so we got money on the line for that. And, man, sitting here listening to uh, my friends that follow hockey in Alberta here between the Oilers and the Flames fans, their back and forth is uh, pretty legendary, both passionate fans, especially those Oilers. They are very passionate, and, man, there's lots to uh, scratch your head about in the last, what, 12 years? With those guys, I thought they yeah. were going to win maybe two, three cups in a, in a row there, and yeah. it didn't quite happen. At the very oh, least, I would love to see Matthews or Tavares or McDavid or Dry Settle, like somebody cool hoist that cup. You, you just you love to see the better yeah. players win. Anyways, before we wrap, I should mention, too, that we're giving away a $100 gift card on Tuesday. Make a note of this. No show on Monday. It's family day, so we're going to chill out with our families. But on Tuesday, we'll be back, and we're going to be giving away a $100 gift card to Montana's, all you got to do is like the post on social media, follow at Montana's BBQ and TLNDC, and tag your friends in the comments. Note that each comment is an entry. So again, we'll be giving away a $100 gift card on Tuesday, Rosie. So not with us on Monday. We're going to, you know, look back to the weekend, obviously look forward to the trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. Uh, so you'll have an extra day to think about a potential guarantee, okay? I like it. I like it. All things are good where we are. Uh, we're right where we need to be. So let's have a big weekend and then we'll start off uh, with that and have a big week. Let's do it. And QF Pro, just to wrap, you got to change your goal song to make round two. I could not agree any more with that breakdown, Rosie. Can you? Why not just do it? Just do it right now. Just next time <laughs> they score a goal. Bang. It's not this fucking song. Anyways, see you later. We'll talk on Tuesday. Take care. Hopefully it's the last time we hear this piece of shit. <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 